1: Saints Happy Hour is doing a live show at Port Orleans on Friday, September 16th. Join us as we get ready for the Saints 2022 Home Opener versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. It will be a fun night of laughs and Saints talk with the Saints Happy Hour crew. The show starts at 7 p.m. You need to RSVP at saintshappyhour.com to make sure you get the free The Boys Are Back in Town souvenir cup featuring the Honey Badger and Jarvis Landry, so you can fill it up with beer for your first drink at just 3 bucks. with all the proceeds going to support Team Gleason. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and RSVP for the Saints Happy Hour live show at Port Orleans on September 16th. We will see you there.
2: And who dat? Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolica or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous Tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people who support Saints Happy Hour. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code Saints Happy Hour and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com.
0: fired out of cannons onto the field, and we all stand around and drink blood watching it. But American football's your thing, you know what to do. Saints Happy Hour podcast. Stick it in you. Ear hole.
2: Andrew, today's practice with the Saints, for the Saints and Packers, it was amazing. The Saints defense looked amazing. Uh, we'll get to that. But I gotta declare I said it on Twitter earlier and I'm gonna say it again here. Today was the Saints' first victory of twenty twenty two. The Packers, their receivers were so bad. They had a meeting with Aaron Rodgers to like figure stuff out and like the Saints dominated the Packers so bad they had to have a team meeting. That to me is amazing.
0: (laughs) It is I mean, I'm not surprised, like, they got, like, the, that's what you get for trading away Devontae Adams, <laughs> what right. did you expect, and, and, you know, the Saints have the best, they're the deepest at corner, probably in the league, if Debo's really as good as we think he might be, and so, you put all that together, and, I mean, I looked at the Packers receivers, and they're rolling with, like, Rand- Randall Cobb, who's like, you know, he, he's a fossil at this point, and alan Lazard, who is decent, but he's not a number one. I mean, think about you put Sammy Watkins, who's a total has been. So like, you put Lattimore up against any of those dudes, and they're not catching a ball. And so then like a Debo, like you put Lazard or Cobb against a Debo. I like my chances.
2: Man. In a handcuffs. So he's in handcuffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I love
2: this because this the the way the Packers operate their draft. Oh, they got good value They're Wide receiver in the second round, looking good. And the Saints were like, <laughs> you know what? We need we need a receiver. And Mickey Loomis was like, I'm going shop at Gucci, motherfucker. We're getting
0: we're getting the best. Well, you say you say that, and yet you know, they got Jarvis Landry for like at the dollar do- store. Or a dollar. Or
2: <laughs> yeah. Jar- Jarvis got thrown out of practice today by Dennis Allen because he was fighting.
0: Um, but I, th- the thing is, you know, what's funny about that. It's like, no one blinks an eye when Jarvis Landry does it. Right. Cause he's a pro he's a vet. Like, and, and I'm not like, I'm not remotely concerned. Like none of us should be, but Trevor Penning. You oh know my God. Was, he, Trevor he gets, Penning. When have got he thrown out today, oh. It's like, Oh, it's a huge problem. Like, Oh my God. You know, like, like it's not a problem with Penning, nor is it a problem with Landry. And uh, like, let's just chill. Like, I, I think it's something about offensive linemen. You know, it is, that's it's true. Like, if they it is like if they have a mean streak, it's like. But leave, like if if a defensive player or like a corner is physical, everybody loves it.
2: You yeah. Know? <laughs> like the only the only thing that would like be weird is like if a quarterback got thrown out of practice. But today. The Panthers the Panthers and Patriots were fighting so bad a person <laughs> the fight spilled over to the stands and a fan got injured. So you never know. Um That's beautiful. The thing is with this practice today, uh before we get to the defense, I want to just Olave apparently looked amazing. He was roasting people. Um you know, Mark Mark Ingram. I even saw a couple of videos. He's looking young and spry, which makes it makes us a little bit more relaxed with um, running back position, right? And Kamara, Good news, Kamara's is probably not going to get suspended. Um, the thing is, though, this defense, like Aaron Rodgers, is still in his physical. Maybe not his prime, prime, but he's still top of the game. He's two-time defending and Reigning MVP. Reigning MVP. And for the Saints to just shut them down like that, because the thing is, the Saints will play teams with better receivers, but they aren't going to play teams with a better quarterback. So like, you know, Atlanta's I, I hate to say it, like, Atlanta's probably got better receivers maybe than Green Bay. Like, yeah. but their quarterback's significantly worse. But my point is, they're going to lock people up. And also, Andrew, the big, one of the biggest concerns we had, besides penning, in the first preseason game, was the pass rush that they said was so deep, kind of looked like booty. Fourth quarter, Peyton Turner, your UDFA son Granderson— they're passing you out. They didn't look so great against future insurance salesmen. But today, the pass rush, they were kicking Green Bay's offensive lines.
0: But Yeah, that's encouraging. You know, I and, and I expected them to. I I expected like, they're too good not to bounce back from a poor performance. And look, sometimes that'll happen. Like it's not that surprising that Peyton Turner's like I'm in the fourth quarter against the Texans and, you know, I don't want to say that he's playing not to get hurt or, you know, that he's like not taking it seriously. Of course he's a professional, but I don't know. I I, I do think there's something to be said sometimes for a fourth quarter of a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Like, are, are you, is it human nature and natural to drop your level of intensity a little bit? I think that's fair. Um, and, and look, I, I think, You've got other guys that are playing for their jobs. Peyton Turner is not playing for his job, you know? And so it's life or death for some of those guys. I mean, There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
2: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
3: Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it.
0: And
4: travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
0: Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications
2: and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed
0: Their their livelihood that they're playing for, and one one bad snap, I mean, case in point, you know, guys like Abram Smith who fumbled or uh, Kirk Merritt who had a holding penalty on on a kickoff, like that's enough to get you cut. I mean, Aesop Winston got cut for a lot that's less, right. right? In the last like w- in the last few days, so it's uh, it, it's tough, man. These preseason games, um, and you feel for the players because because a lot hangs in the balance. But you know, again, I really felt like. It was a matter of time where this pass rush kind of put it together. It was a bad game. It was a poor shelling. I expected Dennis Allen and the defensive staff to call them out, and I expected them to respond. So, you know, the next evolution here, the next step is for them to have a good preseason game on Friday night. They'll have the day off tomorrow, uh, the rest up, and then it'll it'll be good to see what they can do in that game.
2: Another thing, too, is um, Marcus May right? He had an interception today of Aaron Rodgers, And I think Andrew, I'm getting excited. I think the saints have found a, they've, they've, they've saved someone from the jets and they've washed the stink off of them. They fed him a hot meal, cleaned him up, made him feel loved. <laughs> and, uh, he's going to be awesome. Like Demario Davis. That's my, that's my opinion.
0: Fingers crossed, man. Um, you know, Marcus may has been a really good NFL player. Um, he's a little bit riskier of a free agent signing just because of the injury that he's coming back from. So, you know, it's just – especially at his age, like there's a little bit of uncertainty. Like how good is he going to be this year? Um, and, you know, Matthew isn't the youngest either. So I feel like there's a wide variance between what they get out of May and Matthew this season. Like it could be that both of them are a little washed and that safety is a surprising disappointment because you have two pretty good players that are paid really nicely – or I could see the opposite where they're both healthy and they're both kind of playing their best and then you've got a tandem that's, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams quality or better.
2: Yeah, and listen, you look around the NFC and, and, and people, in the, people in this space is, I'm going to say this, and you are going to spit up whatever you're drinking or you're going to start to laugh and you're going to say, Ralph is high on a Thursday. But I'm telling you, P.J. Williams, he'd start for the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. Like that's how. Oh,
0: completely. That's how yeah.
2: bad the 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 Cardinals corners are. Like the Cardinals would be like, P.J. Williams, thank you very much, you're starting. Like <laughs> so, I just think the Saints have an embarrassment of riches in the secondary. Um, you know, one of the guys that's really interesting to me, and I I, I think. I wouldn't call you a defender of him because that's not necessarily fair. But Zach Bond catches a lot of crap from fans. And, and, and you have always said, look, yes, they traded up to get him. He should be – you'd want him to be playing. But he's really good on special teams. And so he's not a complete bust. But, Andrew, where is he? Is he more in roster jeopardy than we might think?
0: Uh, Well, I would have said definitely before the rash of injuries at linebacker, but the Saints have been hit by the plague at that position. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, it's uh, – I think from a depth percentage perspective, he he was out with a hamstring issue and he's just coming back. Um, and so, you know, the the thing with him now is, okay, now that he's back, he's kind of trying to make up for lost time a little bit. And we know that there's been some guys like – uh, Chase Hansen, who played pretty nicely, and Eric Wilson is in the mix. So, you know, he's really battling with, like, the UDFA, Nephi Sewell, who I know they like a lot, who who's played pretty well. And then Andrew Dowell, they know, you know, is good on special teams. And the veteran John Bostic was just signed. So there's a bunch of guys in the mix, and Bond is going to have to show that he can still do it on special teams. Because here's the thing, I've seen – guys make it on special teams and then you assume they're really good, but then the next year in camp, it's just, it's not really happening for them and there's other guys that step up and play better. So he's still got to prove that he can do it, especially if he's a little shaky a linebacker, but uh, you know, I think, with the Werner injury, and you know, we're kind of uncertain about when he's going to return.
2: Doctor Thomas think, is with us tonight. I want to know, like Doctor Thomas, when do we officially panic and go on mesh watch flight to Philadelphia? Think about it, Doctor yeah. Thomas.
0: Then, then join us and tell us when do we start. To but, panic? but, but you know, I, I think look, Vaughn has a shot of making the team, and, and again, I think it's important to remember here that there's been a lot of time invested in him learning a position. he was a defensive end in college, not only was he a defensive end, but he was not a guy i mean he, If you watch the film, there was a handful of times he dropped in coverage, and honestly, it was pretty impressive when he did it for a defensive end. but you know I know he was technically like at times listed as an outside linebacker, but he was an edge rusher that's that's all he, he a did it was total
2: concept. projection i I hated yeah. that pick because I'm, I I always dislike a pick where a team drafts a guy and they're like, that thing you did in college that you were really, really good at, you're not going to do that anymore. And the thing is, I almost think the Bond pick, if he's not good this year, it's kind of a wasted pick because then you're going to be in at best-case scenario you're in a Hendrickson situation where you get one really nice year out of him and then he hits free agency and they're probably not going to tag him or pay him because he's a linebacker. So then you trade it up for him and you got one good year out of him. Eh, Not, not terrible pick, but like not the best.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, it takes a while. I think for those guys, I mean, he's learning a position and you know, I think in, in the round that he was selected, well, I was going to say in the round that you're selected those are pro- those are projects anyway and nothing's guaranteed but they were ready to take him in the first round. They now were they, about it, Mickey Loomis
2: admitted <laughs> after. He was like we tried and tried to trade up for bond. Teams kept telling us no.
0: Like <laughs> Why were, would he admit that?
2: They were willing to get reckless. I feel like
0: that's only giving people ammunition to, if the pick goes bad, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mickey Loomis is touched by God He's so lucky I swear to God By the way, people, I want your thoughts on this In I had such a bad gambling bender in Vegas I was almost out of money when I made my Saints bets And I only was able to bet twenty Instead of going to the ATM Andrew to get more money. I was just like, I got a hundred left. I'm gonna make my Saints bets. This is what it is. I only bet twenty on Olave to win rookie offensive rookie of the year. I want people to tell should I have gone back to the ATM and bet more on Olave? He's twenty to one to win offensive rookie of the year. I feel like today's practice I'm regretting it. I should I should have gone and paid like the ridiculous fee in the in the uh Mandalay Bay and Beth- My
0: Beth- my Beth- my, Beth- my level of confidence in Alave is really high. I mean, I, I think that the only issue is we don't know who's starting at quarterback week one right now. Like, it's the more time Jameis misses, the more I'm afraid it's going to be Andy Dalton. Now, oh. you know, look, he's not going to play Friday, Jameis, from what I'm hearing, but there's a chance that, I, and unfortunately, I think ideally you sit him in the third preseason game. I think, you know, in a perfect world, he doesn't play that game and you play, you know, some of your backups, I think they're going to be forced to play him. And hopefully he's healthy by then to where he can at least get a couple drives in, you know, just to get some reps.
2: I don't necessarily worry about him playing the third preseason game. I do worry.
0: Well, That's my question. Like if he, if he doesn't play that game, let's say he get, let's say he's back at practice and he gets some reps next week, but he doesn't play the game. That's probably good enough for. Him that's fine. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. he's got to yeah. practice. If he's not
2: practicing next week, that's three straight weeks of practice. He he hasn't practiced. I know he was kind of there today. He stretched a little, did a little throwing, but he's like, yeah.
0: I mean, I think I think if he's good to go, I'm obviously you still start him over Andy Dalton because I I just think you know J- this is Jameis's team, but I I would just be really concerned about him being rusty and just the amount of. Uh, the lack of time on the practice field. Uh, he He's not a quarterback that I'm just, like, not worried about. You know what I mean? Like, he needs his reps. Like, he needs to be in there. He needs. To, and, and he has a lot of new weapons. Yeah. Like, he didn't throw to Michael Thomas last year. Jarvis Landry and Olave are brand new. Like, the, it needs time to gel. And so, it may be uh, – on one hand, you know, I think we may have to be realistic that it may take some time. Like, you know, th- this – this time that Jameis missed will affect him, and it might not be until week four, week five, where it all comes together for him because of the time he's missed. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, the offense was so bad last year yeah. that like, I can't help but imagine that Jameis is going to come in week one. It doesn't even matter if he has the practice to I mean, be better.
2: If at. here's the thing that I that – I, I, Saints fans, I think we understand it completely, but I don't think the national media understands it at all. Like, if the Saints go and play Atlanta and they end up having, like, a week where Jameis throws for, like, 285 and three touchdowns and is, like, the Saints end the first week at, like, the 15th best passing offense, that is going to feel like we won the Powerball because the Saints finished last. They finished last behind Chicago last year in passing yards. Do you know how bad the Bears were last year at throwing the football. Like, it was comically bad, and they caught all kinds of hell for it, but the Saints kind of skirted because they were winning games, and Sean Payton has goodwill or whatever built up. But I'm telling you, if the Saints passing offense just goes to, like, the middle of the pack that first week, it is going to feel tremendous. Um You know, uh the other thing about today, the only downside, Andrew, was uh Penning left practice. He came back. Hurst hurt his foot. I'm really annoyed. The, the foot injury seems like the injury du jour this year for the Saints. Uh, Hurst is injured. Hope base, Nick Underhill said it was okay. He tweeted out. But
0: Yeah, I, d- I didn't know foot injuries were contagious. That's crazy. The, the, the,
2: the Hurst injury concerns me because I've always said this. Hurst is the key is one is were they really the key to the offensive line because he allows them to plug whatever problem they have. If they have a problem at guard, put Hurst there. If they have if Penning's not ready, you put Hurst at tackle. If they don't have Hurst, then you have potential very shaky offensive line in my mind. Um but I guess we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. But you you have sources. You got sources within the Saints, and let me tell you, people. Andrew's sources are good. Like he 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 downplays it about how he you no know, get breaks news, and he says I don't do that. But his sources are good. What did your sources tell you after the first game, where we where the fans were freaking out about Penning, myself included?
0: Yeah, well, I can tell you inside the building. Uh, first of all, the direct quote I got from uh, how do I put this. Uh, well someone on their coaching staff direct quote uh was that they graded um penning as the best run blocking performance they've ever seen wow Uh, that that's a direct quote so you know and and there there's you know the way that it was put to me was there was some stuff on tape that he did and i it had something to do with a blindside block. I need to go back and watch it, but it had something to do with a blindside block on the other side of the play. And it, he's just like, you don't coach that, you don't teach that. Like he just does that instinctively, and he's just like, it's crazy that a rookie that played at, at a goat pasture last year, you know, like <laughs> kn- knows to do that. And so, like they were gushing internally over his run blocking. So they were super, super happy with th- about that. You know, with the pass blocking uh they had him down for, you know with giving up a hurry and a hit and uh so so it was it was it was sloppy but there was a couple pressures there that were on Ian book actually so mm-hmm. um just so you guys know i think like ian book obviously he struggled tremendously but i think he's also a tough quarterback to 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 block for because i think on one of those deep drops you know what happens there is penning eat to the outside, but it's super wide. So he thinks it's safe. And like normally in a situation like that, this was something Drew Brees was masterful at your quarterback steps into the pocket and it's clean and it's fine. But, uh, you know, Ian Brooke kind of ran into that pressure and escaped to the outside. And so Ian book kind of created that pressure for himself. And so then what happens is penning, and this is how it was explained to me, penning realizes that, if he has, if he allows the edge rusher to get deep like that, that it's going to create a pressure for his quarterback. So he overcompensates, and then he gets beat inside. And so it's kind of a cascading effect. That yes, he didn't play well, but you know there there's some. It, it's explained as you know, kind of Ian Book had a hand in it. So well, Ian, the- the bo- the, here's the thing, Ralph. The bottom line with Penning is the way it was explained to me is like he he could figure this out in a day. The pass blocking issues or like it could take all year. And that's what they're not sure about. And so he, he, he's closer, and I'm told it's night and day, pass protection-wise from where it was a year, when, when he was first drafted. So they're yeah. pleased with his progress, but it's not there yet. So, yeah. But he's still in the mix. So he hasn't it hasn't been ruled out yet that he will not start left tackle week yeah. one. He's still in the mix. For and that.
2: People were screaming at me on Twitter because I said – The comparison to him is Teron Armstead. They're the exact same profile college. Raz gods, both at least Teron Armstead was a 9-6, Penning is a 9-9. Now look, Armstead was drafted 75, Penning was drafted 19, the expectations were different. But as far as the profile, it's the same dude. It's an incredible small school athlete. How fast can they learn? And Armstead didn't play till the end of his rookie year. And when he played that first game, Charles Johnson for the Panthers wrecked him. So, like, it took time with Armstead. You know, he wasn't what he became until his second year where he's just, a, you know, you've said it over time, he's just a te- technical wizard. And he, 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 he's so fundamentally sound. But Penning could take time. But, he, but here's the thing. If Hurst is healthy... Like you said, you put him, he can be tackle eligible, and he can can murder people on run blocking, which will be fun. Saints Happy Hour needs your support, so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24 7, early access to podcast episodes, our world famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. But Rich, what do you have for us tonight? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I also started watching it today because outside of the cave and by. NFL Plus premium to watch a coach's film. And the one thing I no- noticed with Penning, and I was discussing this with my dad, is that Penning let number 45 get into his head. When he when 45 first beat him to get a pressure, it really got to him. Instead of, you know, moving on to the next play and just let that happen, he let that kind of stick with him and got in his head and he started making more mistakes. Yeah. Like on that sack where 45 got the spin move on him, he. He wanted to try and be aggressive, and it worked. And it worked against him. You could just tell that he needed to move on from that next play. He needed someone to tell him, he "Hey, shook. listen, it, it it happened. Let it go. Focus on the next play."
2: Yeah, he was. He was shook. And the the thing with the offensive line, Butterich, is, mm-hmm. and it's weird. It's always it's always strange because offensive line. When we're not talking talking about them, I feel like they're doing well. I feel like Caesar Ruiz might be having a magical camp because we're <laughs> we're not talking about him he, at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if so far he he's not screwing up, which is a great thing. If he's really as better as someone like I'm, I'm pretty sure Street's probably said a couple times, but also like Catavia Street and all this. If there's if he's having as good of a camp, they're saying he is, then I feel better. And I feel better because if he can be, I'm not going to say him be like Jari or even Larry Wolfer, but if he can be like slightly above that, above Aragon, I can't even pin one.
2: Jamar that, Nesbitt, but, baby. 2006. Yeah, Jamar, Let's go.
1: Yeah. If he can be <laughs> Jamar Nesbitt levels of good and also be as available as he was for the past two seasons, then we're set because that interior offensive line depth is actually pretty scary because there's been no one else who's really stepped i mean throckmorton is playing like throckmorton just being barely serviceable forest lamp has done nothing i mean and i don't know if there's any other interior alignment that's really shown to be wor- worthwhile so if he were to go down and if P were ever to go down i'm worried about that interior line now
2: well i mean it's interesting to me andrew you know I read reports that like teams are in teams are watching the Saints and they're looking to see who they cut on the offensive line. And it surprised me. I was like, "Really? Like we don't feel great about I mean, we feel okay about the starters, but I don't know that like the Saints uh the Saints rejects or like other teams are pining for. I can understand it. receiver maybe, but an offensive line, I was like, "Really?" Um do, do the Saints view that I mean,
0: way? I mean, Throck, Throckmorton played some games, though. I mean, he started last year. Yeah. And, you know, he's a young player. I, I don't know. I I think on some level that is – and we know the Saints are a deep roster. Yeah. They're good, man. They're a good roster, better than most. And, you know, Force Lamp is a guy that started in the league. I mean, Nick Martin, the center, has been in the league for seven years. Uh, You know, they have Josh Andrews, who started for the Falcons. So – they've got a lot of guys on that team that have played in the league. And, you know, I I don't know that I would feel comfortable with any of those guys. I just named starting necessarily, but I don't know. And and look, Lewis kid, by the way, and I've been talking about him, the saints really liked him. He's a UDFA. And so, you know, that, that may be a situation where they keep him over some of of those veterans I mentioned, but uh, look, it's hard to find good offensive linemen in the league.
5: I mean, I (laughs) mean,
0: Ask Tampa, ask uh, the Giants,
2: and, and by the way, I said it on Twitter. I know people were freaking out about Penning, but I think they need to have a group. They need to have a, a support group for uh, fan bases that picked offensive linemen in the first first round because Evan Neal he looked horrifically bad for the Giants, yeah. and I f-
1: I feel like teams. I feel like the, I'm sorry. I feel like the fans are saying should play guard need to tell me right now what athletic deficiency does he have to where playing tackle period no, is don't. just a massive liability hey, hey, look at-
0: I, I was told i, I actually thanks got- Butters for joining us appreciate i got, you. I got I got, yeah. I got spanked butrich for uh for for even entertaining that yeah. I think i I think someone on Twitter put that like, oh, you should play guard and I was like huh i, I did I, I didn't agree with it, but I was like interesting suggestion. I was like, I'd be surprised if they didn't try to make tackle work first, but, you know, who knows? And I was reprimanded for that. I was texted, and I was <laughs> told never to encourage that again, that it was ridiculous and it was stupid. Uh, and Trevor Penning is a tackle, period, end of story. So Here's
2: the thing that Mark Schlereth has always said about guard. Guard is the is the least athletic position on the football field, and it's where they put – people that have failed at every other thing on the football field. They'll put former defensive linemen at guard. They'll put tackles at guard. If you can't make it as a guard, there's nowhere else to go. And they don't put dudes at guard that have a 9-9 nine, nine Raz. They just don't.
0: Unless you're Caesar Ruiz.
2: <laughs> Freaking about football, what you got for us
3: uh yeah uh, offensive line around the league is just a chasm of sadness that (laughs) every team is trying to fill um yeah so i kind of get why like there are teams looking at saints offensive line depth with some veterans and everything
2: he started games
3: yeah yeah uh i'm i'm not that worried about trevor penning uh obviously i don't think he should start. Otherwise, honestly, it would be laughable if, he, if, if let's just say, Hurst's worst-case scenario is not going to play week one or, like, he suffers some serious injury. And we have Trevor Penning in there, and because of that, we're going to run 45 times a game. <laughs> and all Saints fans who are excited about MT, Olave, and Jarvis Landry – like hyping him up just to see him block 45 times would be actually kind of hilarious. two
2: twenty and four touchdowns against Atlanta would be delightful though. I'm not going to lie.
3: Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, uh, hopefully Hurst is okay. And, uh, Penning can be that sixth off- offensive lineman. I, I, um, yeah,
0: my, my, my thing is I'm not like the Hurst injury is kind of timely because he knows what he's doing. And I just think Hurst, like we know what he is and he's fine and he can hold it down if he needs to. But like the timing's kind of awesome. And and I say that obviously I don't want his foot to be hurt, but like, I want to see what Trevor Penning can do. And it's not the worst situation for him to get thrown in there. You're starting at left tackle because Hurst is out. Let's see what you can do. And look, I'm not worried about the last game. What I want to see is how he responds. And Look, man, I'm telling you right now, if he plays awesome and he's able to look at the film, understand his mistakes, correct them, and, and look amazing, I don't expect that to happen, by the way. But if it does, all of a sudden you're like, man, the, the he's trending upwards quick. He's picking dunk. on, he's I'm picking up quick. So the, I'm not hot bothered so about his first preseason game being bad. I'm really curious to see how he responds. And, you know, if he ends up struggling again and pass protection is kind of spotty, then at least we know, okay, yeah, he's probably not ready. He hasn't been able to rebound from a poor performance, uh, at least in pass pro. And so then you go back to James Hurst and hopefully his foot's good for week one.
2: Freaking about football, before you get out of here, what's one thing you're looking for Friday night besides no injuries? That's a given.
3: Right. Um. It would be easy to tell you if I knew who was playing, but um, <laughs> I'll go. I'll give you a fun one. I'm I'm looking forward to Ian Book and then seeing him struggle again, just to see Saints Twitter overreact oh to a fourth God. round pick struggling.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, like he, like I mean, look, we were kind of mean to him. I was a little mean, mean to him.
0: We much got, much. we got, we got reprimanded for that. We we're in trouble, guys. I'm just <laughs> letting you guys know. Between the Saints and local media They're and coming at us uh Saints Twitter I'll and, just and say like we're, we're, we, we're in trouble like, like we, we've been <laughs> reprimanded a lot we were, apparently we were too mean to Ian Book we're too
2: mean I have a bullying of 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 Ian Book like he's a like he's an 8 year old but here's the thing with Ian Book like he's irrelevant like if he's he yeah. great, it's cool. But like, if he's playing games for the Saints, the season is lost. So like, I'm not gonna bang yeah. on. Him. Just he's got two games to figure it out. I actually think he's gonna be on the practice squad. They're he's gonna they're gonna cut him, but he's gonna clear waivers and they're gonna keep him. Uh, but it's like, if you want to bang on people that matter, cool. But like
0: Ian Book, he he, he doesn't really matter. So yeah, like, but but he's him? also just trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. like. I, th- that's the thing that I and I've always said this, Ralph, you know, I have, and and I've consistently said this. I'm not a big fan of just like, if you want to write the guy off, fine. Like you, you can make that okay. decision. But like, I'm just like, to me, players, they, they get better, they get worse. Like they don't stay the same. And I think we're always in such a rush to basically put this player in a box and define them like, Oh, this is what he yeah. is. And th- this is how he has to stay forever. And you know what? Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Juwan Johnson. I don't know what he's going to do for the Saints this year, but, like, he has legitimately, in my eyes, been a terrible tight end. And, and the Saints Saints fans love him. and they, they think he has tons of potential, and they think he's going to be, you know, a great pass, pass catcher. But, like, what I've seen from him, I have not liked him as a player. I've been like, do, Juwan Johnson is maybe the most overrated player by the fan base. But you know what happened in the offseason? He completely changed his body composition. He looks enormous. And and I don't mean enormous in a bad way. I mean, he looks cut and big. He looks like a 250-pound 200, tight end is what he looks like. And apparently his blocking has got a lot better. And so you know what? Like, I'm becoming a believer in him a little bit. Now, I don't know if he makes the team and he still, you know, he still has to make plays in the preseason and he still has to, you know, come around, but... We know he has chemistry with Jameis. We know Jameis likes him. We know, like, they hang out personally. So I just feel like Jawan Johnson's a guy that's a perfect example. Like, he could turn a corner. And he's he's made tremendous – he's put in a ton of work and he made tremendous strides just in terms of changing his body to play this position. And I think he's given himself an opportunity to where he has a chance now. And that's, that's a perfect example of a guy who a year ago I would have said, yeah, he doesn't have it. But this year, like – I kind of feel like he has a shot. So it you never know with these guys between the film room and how hard they work. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it just, and, and I'm not saying that Ian book is ever going to be a starting quarterback in the league, but look, if if he can clean up some of these mistakes that he's making, he can at least be a serviceable preseason guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, freaking about football. Thanks for joining us. You know, you brought an interesting, up an interesting point, Andrew about um, tight end. It, I, I wouldn't say it's, good but Taysom was making plays today uh Kevin's UDF is a,
0: Luke a- Lucas Crawl, yeah
2: Lucas Crawl, it tight end it's not good but it's really interesting if that makes sense because you got Taysom you got Crawl, you got Vanette you got Troutman you got Jawan Johnson like you got a lot of interesting stuff um and it's kind of like a log jam, you know? So it'll
0: be – I think that's – Well, not- tight, end, tight end is weird. Like I would have thought Chris Herndon, you know, yeah. he, he was an interesting signing. And I would have thought by now that he would have made an impact. And I was told recently that the Saints are looking at, at tight ends. Like oh. they're looking at signing a free agent. So we'll, we'll see if anything comes around with that. But like it's surprising to me that – the, the Saints are looking at that position. When you, you you just think about all the guys they have right now, but Chris Herndon, we've heard nothing from him. We know Troutman has looked pretty good. Yep. Taysom Hill obviously is in the mix. And Vinette, I think, has been disappointing, and he kind of had a bad preseason game. Um, so Vinette, I'd say, is on the chopping block. And then, of yep. course, Juwan Johnson is kind of an unknown. So... Yeah, I mean, these guys are all, like, I, I, obviously I would say Troutman and Taysom are safe, but, like, the rest of them, like, we need to see somebody step up and make a play. Yeah. Ryan,
2: what you got for us tonight? Well, nothing.
5: Well, no line thing.
2: Go ahead, Ryan. The only
5: guess, the thing I'm concerned
0: about is uh, I know it was, we're, like, way too early into Bracely. I'm really worried about Andrew's Pete. Honestly, I mean the reports on Andrew's Pete is that he's looked good so far, man. Well, he was the same guy that went up against Aaron Donald, and look what happened.
2: I mean, but here's the th- like Aaron Donald is an <laughs> Aaron Donald. Like, don't yeah. Like, oh, there, Aaron-
0: there's no guard. There's no guard in the league that doesn't look terrible against Aaron Donald.
2: Like, c- compare yeah, him to fair like enough. if you if you said to me he looked bad against. The homeless man. Atlanta starts at defensive tackle next to Grady wow. I'd be uh, okay
0: honestly, he he's a good run blocker. I will give him that one. He's probably one of the best run blockers in the league. But he just can't pass block. Is what I'm worried about.
2: Well, I I would say this about I would say this about Andres P. That's fair. But but, and Ryan, thanks for joining us. Andrew, you've said before. That the thing that that Andres Pete gives the saints and explain it, he gives them power on the line. Explain it because because we have, probably have a bunch of new people that are listening tonight. You say when they don't have Andres Pete, they really miss power. Explain what you
0: mean. Well, when for, you talk first of them. all, it's and it's first of all it's Andres Pete. Andre, but uh, yeah, yeah, of course. yeah, nice job, Ralph. But uh, I, I would say that. You know, if you want to go back and watch the last preseason game, go watch the uh, screen touchdown pass to Dwayne Washington. And McCoy actually throws a great block there, but so does Pete, you know, and he gets out to the edge. And he actually moves decently for a guy that I, is, I, I thought really slow. He, he actually moves pretty well laterally, and he's good in the screen game. But, yeah, there, there's a third-and-one play that the Saints convert also on that opening drive, uh, and they run right behind Pete and he throws a great block, and uh, you know he he physically he he, he moves people like it. It was Sean Payton has always said you know ass and mass kick ass, and you know that's what he's always talking about. And Pete is an ass and mass kind of player, and he he moves body. So yes, when you're on third and one, and it's not about sh- you know moving laterally and your technique with pass protections, it's just straight up. Can you overpower the guy in front of you? Like it's third and inches, and that's that's it. It's just about power. Pete wins more times than, than not. And we've talked about this on the show before. Like, fans go nuts about his Pro Bowl. And they're like, how can Andrews Pete make the Pro Bowl? He doesn't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl. He's terrible. I'll be blah, blah, blah. But, like, the thing about the Pro Bowl is three three entities vote for you. There's the players, there's the fans, and there's the coaches. Those are the three people that vote for whether you get into the Pro Bowl or not. And I can promise you it's not the fans voting for Pete. He's not getting in based on the fan vote. Mm -hmm. So how is Pete getting in? It's players and it's coaches that are voting for him. And so, I mean, look, I I get that we, uh, a lot of fans hate him, but like that kind of tells you all you need to know. And the thing about Pete is, he 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 has not, he has struggled when he's been injured and he's been injured often he's when he's not, been healthy he's, he, he's, been, he's, been, he's been he's been pretty outstanding
2: when he's yeah. healthy and here's the thing about i always say about Pete is the reason he had to he got that contract from the saints that we kind of looked at as kind of too high or maybe a little ridiculous the reason he got that is cuz Kansas City really really wanted him and you can say yeah, he's and, no good. and
0: look like you know Pete like they i think the saints they ended up signing him, but like they, they risked losing him and they were looking at other people. So I don't, I don't think they were just like all in on Andrews Pete. They, they ended up signing him and giving him a nice deal, but they, they looked elsewhere. Yeah. I don't think they were all in on him. And like, that, that's the thing. Like he's, he's a little inconsistent. I think ideally the saints wish he was a little healthier and they wish he was, you know, uh, just, but, but, you know, all in all, he's a good player.
2: Okay. David, what you got for us tonight? And and did I not bet enough on Chris Olave for Rookie of the Year when I was in Vegas?
4: Dude, I don't know, man. That's that's that might have been all right but but um, <laughs> just a little bit about Andrews Pete. Like I know he's Saints fans punching bag. Him and uh, Caesar Ruiz, but if <laughs> I think the Saints valued them two more than we realize, right? Um, Andrews Pete. When Teron Armstead went down every third or fourth game and left our offensive line in shambles, the first thing Sean Payne would do would move Andres Peak to left tackle. I think people are kind of missing – he's kind of versatile, you know. He is. They, they trusted him a lot, dude. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I just wanted to get that. I'll talk about Andres a little bit. But uh, Ian Book, I don't know if you want to continue talking about him or not. Um, I mean, it can. Because, like, there's nothing left to talk about. But I don't think people don't hate Ian Book the person. They just hate, like, well, personally, I feel like Sean Payne just left, and he left us with Ian Book.
2: That's right. He, 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 he you went. know? I, I, that, that's... Like,
4: if Sean Payne is going to be a commentator, dude, take that dude to go be a sideline reporter. Take him with you wherever you go. Just <laughs> go. <laughs> and, you, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, like I think has a good chance to make a team. I feel like,
2: yeah, I feel sorry. like if Sean was still here, Andrew, if Sean Payton was still here, we wouldn't hate Ian Book as much. Did you know there is a great and easy way to support Saints Happy Hour, even if you aren't a patron? Amazon Prime users can support Saints Happy Hour. For free, just click on the text in this episode's description that says instructions on how Amazon Prime users can support the show. It will only take you three minutes, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. You just do a couple of clicks, and you give us $3 of Jeff Bezos' money. So go do it right now. And remember to do it every month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, go do it. And thank you for supporting Saints Happy Hour. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but because Sean Payton's gone, and he was, like, Sean Payton's, like, pet project or whatever. Like, we, it's all our angst and resentment for Sean Payton for leaving. We put it on Ian Book, and it's unfair. But that's what we're doing, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah no comment. Okay. I'm going to leave Book alone for a little bit. I, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait until he plays another terrible and game listen, before I to, keep piling To be on. fair,
2: if, if Abram Smith doesn't fumble and – to and Traquan Smith catches the touchdown. I don't think we'd be talking about. We, we wouldn't be like, "Oh, ebook is great. He's a starter." But we'd be like, "He was all right." Like so.
4: But the, the problem I, I found was that, like, as soon as he came in the game, the whole the tempo, the feeling of the game, everything went down. <laughs> as soon as he came in the game, like we were on fire, dude, and then all of a sudden. Ian Book comes in. Well, I, always, th- everything.
2: I always think that kind of happens. Like, I think that would have happened if they would have put the Costello guy in or whatever. Like the 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 the, the first preseason game, you notice when it, when it's good teams like the Saints, they're fired up, they, they have a good drive, and then everybody comes out and it's like, ah, oh yeah, it's preseason, and the and the, and the yeah. whole like the energy just comes out the stadium. That's just that's just natural.
0: I don't I don't well, think. I like, think the biggest like, thing with Book is that like if he can't figure out how to take a snap. Like that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy that was snapping to him, Nick Martin, he's been in the league for seven years, so I can promise you it's not the center. So and Inbook didn't take snaps under center in college, so that's the problem with these RPO guys and these guys that are in these college football systems. They never take snaps under center, and then they come to the league, and you know they try to be a pro style quarterbacks, and it's an adjustment. Damn. Uh, but uh, he, he's so, got to figure that. He he will never play if he can't figure that out.
4: Okay, so like. Jameis Winston probably isn't playing this preseason. I don't no, believe, right? No. So if you think about it, how much is uh, uh, Don going to play, right? How can you actually judge talent with Ian Book as quarterback? You know, and that he's going to be playing the majority of the snaps in the preseason.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. If
4: I'm-
2: it's interesting. It's interesting. And here's the interesting part to me, David, and this is the question before we get out of here and we get to some other people. Who do you think of all the tight ends we mentioned? Who do you if, if I said, David, pick one, one tight end that's going to separate themselves and we're going to be excited about Friday night when we're doing the post game show? Who, what tight end do you think it'll be?
4: Well, I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm already excited about Troutman. I think he's got, like, he's shown he has potential. Um, like, besides Troutman, I mean, I mean, who you've seen, Nick Vanette, he's probably been on the field the most. Uh, I couldn't really tell you, but I'm really excited about Troutman. I, maybe we might, yeah, we might start doing something.
2: No, that's thanks for joining us, David. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, Andrew, you talked about guys that, you know, it's not a straight line and this and that. We talk about Ruiz and, uh, and Bond and other guys. Troutman's a guy that I will say, listen, he struggled mightily last year when we thought maybe he'd break out. But... He did have some flashes. He had some bad plays, too, the Tennessee game, the drop against Atlanta, the fumble. But the second Atlanta game, he had a nice touchdown catch. He had some, like, I saw some things to get excited about, and he's having a tremendous camp. Could he be a guy that is another one of the Saints' trade-up hits?
0: Uh, We'll see. I'm not ready to speak well of Troutman. I've got to (laughs) see it in regular season games consistently. Uh, You know, I I was told he he was injured last year, which I didn't know at the time. We were never really told. I mean, obviously he had the injury in the Atlanta game where he had to leave, but I was told he was kind of banged up all year. And Mm -hmm. I I didn't know that. That wasn't really out there. Um, So apparently he feels a lot better this year. He feels healthier and that's made a big difference. So, you know, if that's true, then – Maybe that that's the reason why he struggled.
2: Yeah. Joshua, what do you have for us tonight? What's got you most excited after two days of practice with the Packers?
6: Um, the one thing that has me the most excited, um the defense has me really excited. Um weirdly enough, Andy Dalton has me excited. because <laughs> uh, we have a competent backup and nothing, you know, it's gonna go horribly wrong if Jameis can't go week one. We've got someone back there that feels comfortable and it's done it before. Um, you yeah, know like I, I'm you know I, I don't want to bang on the Ian Book drum but the, the, I think you guys said it on the big show it's just like yeah Sean Payton you left your hoodie over here you need to come pick him up ASAP <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I think the defense is the biggest thing that I'm excited about as long as everybody can stay healthy um, I'm just huge I was kind of worried about like linebacker that was my concern like I feel like it's Demario Davis and outside of that it's like it's tomorrow. huge Derire question Davis mark
2: pray for good health that's all it is Light literally candle, baby. literally
6: and so like you said ralph i feel like any day now we're just going to get the report that you know pete warner is getting that mesh that <laughs> yeah. mesh and growing put in so i mean how do you guys feel about like are there any linebackers worth trading for like is that why we're keeping Ian book around like hey trade bait him and see like
0: well, I think the guy you want to watch right now is Eric Wilson. Uh, he, he's a veteran, he's been in the league, and, and the Saints like him and he's had a pretty good camp and I think he's played pretty well. Uh, you know the Hanson entry yeah the, the Hansen interception, uh, obviously he makes a nice catch there, but it's kind of fortunate obviously the ball bounces up and it goes right in his hands. Uh, but Eric Wilson's actually the one that made that play happen. You know he drops in his own coverage, recognizes where the ball's going pretty quickly, does a great job getting in the mix to contest that play. Uh, ball pops out because of his coverage, and that leads to the interception. So, Wilson was really the one who made that play, and uh, he, he's been pretty good. So, like, I would expect the way things stand right now, like, to me, he's probably the primary backup, and, and he'd be looking to get some playing time if Warner was out. So, I don't think it's like devoid of talent. And, you know, Wilson, like I said, Wilson made some plays in that game. So, It's encouraging, but I think that's the guy you want to – if you're looking to feel better and if Warner is out for an extended period of time, I think that's the guy to watch because I think he's probably most likely to play alongside the Mario.
2: The Jets need to jet and cut Kawan Alexander and the Saints need to bring him back. That's what made – that would make me happy. But thanks for joining us, Joshua. All right, um, we got Royce and then we're going to go – we got Royce, what you got for us tonight?
7: Um. Yeah, I would say what, what I got for you guys, um, I think we all know teams got college scouts and pro scouts. I think the Saints might have been an all-time fleecing of a division rival. I think Justin Evans, by the end of the year, we're going to go, oh, this guy is like 80% Marcus Williams, wow. Well, and we don't have to pay him <laughs> anything, that money at all. And I think the range looks outstanding, man. I think I think by the end of the year we might go, Oh, the Saints kinda of figure out a way to like find somebody who has that range. Um, not necessarily to the same level as Marcus Williams, but very close and then be a lot more multiple with Marcus May and Tyree Matthew when it comes down to it. I think that's something we could be saying at the end of the year.
2: Well, I'll tell you this about uh, Justin Justin Evans, Andrew, is he's he, he was picked fiftieth overall by Tampa. It's 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 not an issue of talent with him, and it's
0: not even I mean, that's that's pretty high for safety. If you're getting picked 50th overall, you're probably the third best safety in the draft.
2: Yeah, I mean he's the talent is there for him. For him, it's always just been he cannot stay healthy, and guys that can't stay healthy, sometimes they never stay healthy and they get out the league. But occasionally, like guys that can't get healthy, they get it together and they just get get fortunate and they have a season where they're healthy or they get healthy and they stay healthy for a stretch you know but he's a guy like to me if he's healthy he's gonna make this team is that is that yeah no yeah for sure
0: he's had a a good camp so yeah he's making the team i think if he uh if he's able to stay healthy and You know, it's interesting because he and Marcus Williams actually were in the same draft. Uh, So, you know, they're the same age. And it's just, you know, Justin Evans seems so much older just because of of the injuries. But he's only 26 years old. And so I think it's one of those things where, you know, he was really good in Tampa until he kind of suffered physically. And and they they were really high on him. So I still think it's possible that he he could start and have a great career. And, look, this I've said this before, the Saints are going to be needing someone to step up during that May suspension, so this is a perfect opportunity for him to potentially step in, and I don't know that P.J. Williams would start over Justin Evans is the way he's playing right now. Safety
6: and
2: secondary is kind of crowded, Andrew. Is, is Evans a guy they could cut and get on the practice squad, do you think?
0: I don't think so. No. I mean, I, I think he's played well enough and his tape is good enough in the preseason that a team will pounce on that.
2: Yeah. What else you got for us, Royce, before we get out of here? Yeah.
7: Yeah. No, um, still high on Penny. And also just one more thing. I also think <sighs> Chris Olave, I know you You probably put your mortgage, <laughs> everything did. you own on Chris Olave.
2: I don't enough, Royce, I don't think.
7: <laughs> yeah. I would say I do think it's probably going to have, like, at least, like, 700 yards, but I'll say maybe it's, like, maybe we have to, like, reel in the expectations only because he just hasn't, he, he might have got, you know, I worry he gets used to our corners or, you know, he gets used to the Packers corners after a week or so, so receiver, there's always an adjustment period. I, I just don't want people going, oh, man, Chris Olave doesn't have 150 yards and it's week three, he's a bust. So I just want people to like take it, you know, take no, it a bit I slow with Chris Olave.
2: I think that's the concern for me is not the talent. I just look when you have, when you have Michael Thomas, who looks back after two days with Green Bay. You have Landry, you have Olave, you have Kamara. What if, what if Taysom breaks out at tight end, and not that he becomes Chris, Travis Kelsey, Andrew, but what if, what if Taysom's is like a thirty-five to forty catch tight end? Well, then it just gets hard for Olave to put up numbers where you may look at the end of the year and you may like, oh, Olave only caught 55 balls for, psst, for 700 yards, but he did it because... He was way down on the depth chart, and then going into 2023, maybe Landry gets a deal from somebody else, and he slides up. And you know, so that was my concern with with, with, with putting money on him for rookie of the year. But I'm sold now, Royce. He he burned Green Bay to the ground. He's gonna he's gonna be like uh, <laughs> he's gonna be like Jefferson from Minnesota. It's gonna be it's gonna be like 1,300 yards and 10 scores. I feel it.
0: Ralph if that Ryan, happens, you, I you think, are, like... You are really setting yourself up for this Yeah. Here. If that happens, the
7: national media has got to, like, apologize to, like, the whole Saints front office. It's just, like, Jamaican Lovis got to go, like, top three GM on every list oh, by oh, Mike Sandow. Really like, everybody, we, like, it's...
0: Royce, we have a... So, if you're a patron for our podcast, by the way, you should go to our website, com. And uh yeah. and check out check out our website and, and by the way, patient. if you become a patron, a
2: patron, become a patron, if you don't like it, I will refund your money. Try us out for a month. If you don't like it, I'll refund your money. I guarantee you're gonna love it. We're doing free yeah. Discord. And so right. yeah, you get
0: you so you get you get access to our Discord channel where we talk saints all the time if, if you if you're a patron, but in there we have been saving receipts of all the nerds who've been trashing the Saints trashing Mickey Loomis for his draft style uh, tra- trashing the Saints and their cap management we have saved all the receipts and Royce I'm telling you right now we're going to be busting these out during the season we're so not we're gonna even going to wait a lot he
2: catches a touchdown <laughs> against Atlanta I'm starting to it's show coming them. out it's coming yeah. out
0: oh
7: man. <laughs> don't even that's going to be hilarious I, that's going to be hilarious people,
2: people are like oh you're good how long are you going to wait I'm like I'm not waiting a freaking minute when James hits Olave for a nine yard touchdown to open the scoring for the season, I'm busting out the receipts.
7: Uh, when Olave hits whatever third string corner for Atlanta with a double move <laughs> for a touchdown, the guy breaks his ankles. I,
5: <laughs> the tweet I'm going so, to I'm gonna be
0: so insufferable on Twitter. Like, even Saints fans might have to hate me for a day.
2: It's going to be amazing. Thanks for joining it's us, boys. All right. All right no Bill, problem. uh, Bill, uh, what you got for us? Bill Bixby, what you got?
8: All right, All right. first thing first. Y'all know I'm the Resident Bucks fan. I like they just love football and talking it. Are you um, panic
2: to you about the internal of your offensive line? w you're we we know you, Bill. Well, you are a good guy. Y'all missing your center. You had a little how worried about are your the interior?
8: Man, first thing first. I ain't realized Tom Brady turned to Kyrie Irving just taking off. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but. but
2: He's got I the PTO, I, Bill. He's got to use the PTO. He's got to use his
8: days. <laughs> that's hilarious. But I'm uh, ready for retire. retirement. That's a whole different conversation, especially 23, 23 class could be good at QB. But the uh, the middle part, people don't realize. The middle of your line is actually more important than your tackles because your uh, pressure up front really builds your quarterback. Because on the edge, a quarterback like Brady could just step up.
2: Breeze did it for years. Yep.
8: Yep. And and most of these defensive ends are stupid because they keep running past the quarterback anyway. (laughs) But that is a problem. I have to admit that. And plus, there's no chemistry also cause you got to have chemistry and reps with your guys communication. And, uh, and I, I want to, you know, me, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the sport, but I like gambling. I did bet James a comeback player of the year. I actually bet the saints to win a division because it was better numbers than the bulk of the budget
0: could make no money.
8: If you bet them, you know, but, uh but it was all Bill, numbers. Bill I,
0: I, Bill, I want to ask you something as a Bucks fan. I just, I just want your advice on something. So, you know, Ralph got in trouble because he speculated a little bit and Saints fans got mad at him because they said that it's important to respect Teron Matthews' privacy because Matthew had missed, uh, you know, about a week, a week and a half of practice with a private matter. Kind of same deal as Tom Brady, exact same thing. My question to you is, do I have to respect Tom Brady's privacy? Do the same rules apply – or is he so famous that I'm allowed to trash him?
8: <laughs> you know what I say? I say, if a public figure, is fair game. Because, oh uh, uh, look, look, he ain't Nick Saban, so I'm not, I'm not fighting for him. It's Nick Saban, we got problems. Roll Tide, but, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, but. Oh, we got a Bucs fan and a see oh Most my God. of us are LSU.
8: Hey, hey, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, man. My sister went to Auburn. You can't win them all, but uh, <laughs> I went to Alabama. But, uh, you know, one thing about your receiver core, and the reason one reason I took that bet over seven and a half when it first dropped was because Chris Olave and Deontay Hardy gonna command, you gotta have a safety over the top of them, which will open things up for your other receivers because you gotta build your receiver core as a basketball team. And, uh, and I think a quarterback's going to be fine. Heck, Yeah. ESPN, Russell Wilson, the eighth-best quarterback, and Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott, he, he could be up there, you yeah. know, well, honestly. It was
2: interesting you mentioned about the receiving court. You know, Nate Tice did a film breakdown. It was a while ago, and he was breaking down the Saints. And one point he kept making over and over again that frustrated him was like the Saints wanted to run, I think they call it the sale route, where they go deep, and Jameis – After a while, I was just like, that dude ain't getting open. I ain't even looking that way. And, you know, a couple times it was open, but rarely. And and Nate Tice's point is like, they're going to run this with a – they ran it last year. They didn't have NFL receivers. Now they're going to have NFL receivers, and this could be really fun with Jameis. So I think (laughs) –
8: I'll say this. And one thing also, I'm sorry, is that uh, – look, I, I got cut out for a second. I, I think what happens is the one thing I tell a buddy of mine back home that he's a big Saints fan, so he's been letting me have it for years <laughs> now. But um, uh, I told him, the difference I see, I'm going to see with y'all quarterback this year is he's not going to be afraid to throw a pick. Because once you got another guy breathing down your neck in the national perception where every time you throw a pick, even if it bounced off the ground, hit the guy leg off the bench and the guy catches it, they still blame him. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But 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 the one thing I think what people understand about good receivers, and it happened with Tampa, we have Evans and Godwin, is that you can take more risk with the ball because you trust them that they can make a play. And uh, because you can throw them open. And I think that's that's what's gonna happen. I give I give that team props for going all in, you know, and being super aggressive. Because the I hate to say this, this the last dance for the Bucks because Brady's gonna retire, and I hope the Bucks let him out because you got young quarterbacks coming out. <laughs> you know, you can't. You know, but but I really think your team's gonna be good this year, and I think that the one thing I give them credit on is they address the trenches all the time. Because I don't care how good your receiver core is. If your trenches aren't good, you're not going anywhere. And I think you guys don't don't get past that seven and a half. I bet on easily. Uh- yeah,
2: the, seven, the, seven, the seven and a half, the seven and a half was 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 ridiculous. A gift. It was a ridiculous.
5: Bill,
0: Bill, 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 where where are you at on on the Bucks this season? I mean, I know you mentioned that you were a little nervous about the interior offensive line, but are you expecting the Bucks? What, what's the temperature of the room with Bucks fans? Are you guys? fully expecting to win the NFC South and be in the mix for a Super Bowl? Or are you expecting your regression this year? Like, how, where are you at on on your confidence level uh, with your team? I still think the Bucs
8: could win the division.
0: I just think it all
8: depends on that offensive line and if Brady is all in. I kind of question that. And I know I get yelled at by fans. I question that. And, uh, because did he really want to come back to Tampa? Is he you know, and, I, and at the end of the day, the man's forty-five years old. <laughs> you know, father times Because you remember Peyton Manning's last year, he just caught him middle of the year. Brett Favre's last season, he just caught him in the middle of the year. Yeah. And I just and the guy went injuries, he may be playing, but it may take a while for him to be back, and he's Brady's most trusted receiver. Yeah. And there's no there's no grump to rely on. I think that's a concern. They got a young cat, at tight end, that drafted who has promise, but he ain't Gronk, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but, but, but it, it's go. But I just hated how the media, they just go by perception. And I think I still, of course, I'm going to pick my team win division, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk as they make it out to be. Uh, and because, because just Tom Brady's there, but the yeah. bus got some holes man. There's a lot of pressure on Todd Bowles too.
2: Yeah, and I had to be honest about that. Yeah, and Bill, thanks for joining us. And I'm gonna, I'm going to say this. Appreciate it. I'm going to say this, Andrew. That December game, Bucks Saints, that's going to be for first place. Like I think the Bucks are going to, I think the Bucks are going to slide back a little bit, and I think the Saints are going to move up a little bit from nine, and you're going to have this collision course. And listen, this Bucks rivalry. It's not really a rivalry because the Saints are four and zero against them in the regular season. If Jared Cook wouldn't have fumbled, it would be five and zero. But it's fun. It's 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 almost as fun as the Rams stuff from twenty years ago with Mike Martz. Like it's it's a fun little like microwave rivalry.
0: Hey, you know, yeah, and look that shot you just took at Jared Cook. I I I would have with with how tight end went last year, I would have welcomed Jared Cook back with open arms if I had known <laughs> that's how tight end was going to be last year. So you know. I, I'm uh, I'm softening my stance on him a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Is he a free agent? <laughs> hey, never say never.
2: I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. I, I, is, he, is he is he is he a free agent? I mean, desperate desperate times, desperate measures. Um, but guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, we had a ton of people in the chat tonight. We had a ton of people ask questions, and, and we always enjoy the back and forth, uh, even with Bill, the Tampa fan. But guys, seriously, consider supporting Saints Happy Hour. And like I said, join us. We have the funnest Discord out there. We give you a podcast every day. Me and Andrew recap practice yesterday. Packers. We every day for training camp. We didn't. Me and well, hold on, and we...
0: Ralph. Doctor Thomas. Oh, Doctor Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah. At I, the we buzzer. Got, we
2: we got to get we got to get Doctor Thomas in. <laughs>
0: Dr. Thomas, are you there? Doctor, Doctor Thomas, you just uh, threw a, a half-court heave and swished it at the buzzer. Yeah.
2: Do, when do I start to panic about Pete Warner getting the mesh flying to Philadelphia?
5: Well, we're gonna assume. Wait, what do you mean flying to Philadelphia?
2: I mean the Dr. Dr. Myers in Philadelphia. He's the groin specialist. He's operated on half the Saints team oh, in oh, the last okay. five years. I know. I know his name. Tom, Dr. Thomas. No, Dr. mines in Philadelphia.
5: So, uh, I, it, the abdominal, it, we're going to assume common things being common. It's an abdominal hernia, probably. But to get the mesh, that involves like a significant, the, the injury has to progress beyond the regular structural elements that normally encompasses. So, I, I wouldn't really go that far right now. I would say the worry meter is – if he's out for four to six weeks, which would be a conservative estimate um, for that kind of injury, for for like a non-severe grade of that type of injury, then I would I would start to get worried.
0: Well, so just just Thomas, I, I don't know if you knew this, so I just probably so not. The, the, Tell me the, the the injury how it played out was that he missed the beginning of training camp with a quote unquote groin, and when it's a okay. groin, I immediately get worried that it's a sports hernia because, you know, that's usually how NFL teams describe it. But so he's back at practice and I'm like, okay, maybe it's fine. But then he retweaks the same injury and he's out again. So he was in practice for a few days and he retweaked himself. And so usually when it's like you rehab it, you think you're good to go, you start practicing again and then you're back on the shelf. I feel like that's tends to be the hints that it could be a sports hernia. So where you might need the surgery. So any thoughts on that? Is that, I can't, did I say sports hernia just earlier? Uh,
5: I I meant to, if I didn't, I don't know if I I said abdominal hernia or sports hernia. I meant sports hernia. And yes, you're right. If it, if it's a groin injury, it's probably a sports hernia. And they are notoriously difficult to get back right and heal. Um, And the fact I did not realize that he retweaked it. That is, Uh, sort of a portentous sign I would agree with that that's not great that means that it either wasn't healing like it was supposed to uh or it was further injured so uh yep my panic meter is a little bit higher now knowing that
0: (laughs) I was (laughs) you can't Uh, well Thomas the sooner he he gets the uh, surgery we're we're looking at like six six to eight weeks right uh yeah yeah if not longer yeah
5: it It would be significant
0: It is
2: so sad, Dr. Thomas, that the Saints have had so many sports hernias in the last decade. I know the doctor's name in Philadelphia. Uh, The Saints have a phone in his office. It's black and gold, and it rings, and he just knows that it's the Saints. They probably have him on retainer or something, but... Um, well,
5: they got the guy. They got the guy now, right? The, the uh, s- soft tissue specialist?
2: I know. He's not coming through. He didn't come on board soft until tissue after injury. Injuries by 50%, not at linebacker, apparently. <laughs> uh, also, Ralph, I know
5: y'all been on a while. Y'all probably want to get out of here. But I did also want to come on to say that uh, the reason that they're always measuring your your grip strength, I don't know if you know this, but grip strength is used in our entire field as a surrogate for general vitality. Oh no. So um (laughs) So I'm I'm like like in my geriatric Patients, oh, no. We use it as Here like a surrogate for for frailty. <laughs> uh,
2: so I am
5: frail. You're screwed, buddy. I'm screwed.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm a- so so Thomas. What you're saying is that uh, Ralph. What's your grip strength right now? It's like eight a, year
2: old. It's like an eleven year old. So I'm like an eight. I'm like it's like a grip strength of eleven year old. But I'm really like it's. You could say I'm an eleven year old, or you could say I'm an eighty five year old man. That's what Doctor Thomas gonna have, is saying. So you're Thomas, ha-
0: what you're saying is that Ralph should go ahead and book his spot in the old folks home. For, for 2024. Yeah. Retire now, so you still have some, some viable pudding, years,
5: buddy. Saw, only eat soft foods. It, you got about 10 years before you fall and break your hip, and oh, then man. you're confined to a wheelchair.
2: <laughs> no, man. By I'll, then, they're going to have robotic legs. I'm going to be good. I'll fix
5: you. I'll tell you what. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys when you come down to the Big Easy soon, and uh, I'll fix you up. That's, I that's you. what
2: I like to hear. Thanks, Dr. Thomas. appreciate it. <laughs> All right guys. And by the way, just to to plug it one more time, Andrew, the live show. If you're in New Orleans and Friday night, September 16th, RSVP. The weather's good. Hopefully we won't have any hurricanes or bad weather. Come on out. We are going to have tremendous evening.
0: Yeah, if and RSVP if, if you uh you can DM me, you can DM Ralph or just send us a message on Twitter or email us whatever. And if you know you're going to be there, just RSVP and then you get our jarvis landry teron matthew cup you get it for free and you and we have a special deal going with port orleans that's where our event is on september 16th where you get your cup and it's like a 16 ounce cup it's not like you know a a, a four ounce cup or anything uh it's a big cup you get it filled up for three bucks so you get you get beer for three bucks if you go and, and you get the cup for free so yeah, Pretty and cool.
2: it's a it's a it's a nice it's a Mardi Gras it's a Mardi Gras cup, so it'll la- Like it's it's a nice. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a twenty dollar item, but it's a nice Mardi Gras cup. It'll last. You can use it over and over again. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a throw. You get it at a parade, so. We are super excited about that, and support the support us, man. We're doing we're doing work out here every day, grinding, having a blast. Uh, but we need support to keep Thomas paid with meats and cheeses and Poland and stuff. So, guys, thanks for joining us on the space. We had a tremendous crowd tonight and tremendous fun. We will see you Friday after the Saints Packers game. Until then, be well.
0: Vudat cup, you get it filled up for three bucks. So you get you get beer for three bucks if you go, and, and you get the cup for free. So yeah, and cool. it's a
2: it's a it's a nice it's a Mardi Gras it's a Mardi Gras cup. So it'll la- like it's it's a nice. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a twenty dollar item, but it's a nice Mardi Gras cup. It'll last. You can use it over and over again. You know, to it's a, it's a, it's a throw you get it a parade. So. We are super excited about that, and support the support us, man. We're doing we're doing work out here every day, grinding, having a blast. Uh, but we need support to keep Thomas paid with meats and cheeses and pollen and stuff. So, guys, thanks for joining us on the space. We had a tremendous crowd tonight; it's tremendous fun. We will see you Friday after the Saints Packers game. Until then,
0: be well. Budap.